It's the MomCast from Sunny 95 with Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you. Welcome back to the MomCast, everyone. We are so glad that so many of you listened to our very first show. And now we have a great show lined up for you for show two. I'm Mindy Dreher, local TV personality, been doing it for 25 years. And of course, radio superstar Stacy McKay. And Michaela Hunt, who is? You were just calling me a mompreneur. I think you just coined a new phrase. I'm a mompreneur. I think Greg did that. Yeah, Greg Greg (laughs) did do that this morning. Greg, Um, our producer. (laughs) You coined the the word mompreneur (laughs) for me this morning, which is a new one. So yeah, I spent some time in TV and now doing my own thing, have my own business. But here's the thing. We are all moms and we are so excited that all of you spent time with us in the last episode. So coming up today, we're going to talk to the gorgeous Brooke Shields. We've grown up with her and known her through all these years about the one part of her body post-motherhood that she does not like. We've all been there. I think I may know what she's talking about. Yeah, so we're going to talk with her and also summer camp. What you need to know about summer camp right now and why you need to plan ahead already for next year. We are so excited that we have an expert to kind of help us wade through the waters of camps for our kids. Joining us on the phone today, Michelle Rapp, mom of two boys and the founder of the Junior Explorer Club. You said one, right. one thing to me that when we were talking one time, Michelle, that I really, you have to be prepared immediately to sign your kid up for summer camp, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, you do. I think I told you um, you should be thinking about this while you actually are in utero. Because um, <laughs> nobody really shares information for some reason. Well, and that's so, so odd in the information we were in the information age. You know, we're sharing. We're on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, all the time. Why don't people share information? I think I think what it is is that there's so much information out there that people get overwhelmed and really don't even know where to start. Um, And by the time they even think about it, they'll ask a friend, they'll call, and the camp is sold out. Um, And the first question you asked me um, about when is a good time to even start thinking about camp, and I wanted to address that because actually right now for next year, um, it's a a little late for this summer, but um, there are still, you know, options out there, but when you're thinking about a summer camp, um, I would suggest starting in the summer for the following year because this gives you an opportunity to actually check out some of the camps. It's like planning a wedding. It is. Oh you my have gosh, to give yourself that, that is exactly time. what it's like. Why is it so popular, summer camps? Um, because right now we live in an age where both parents have to work and some parents actually have two and three jobs. And then you have kids, what are you going to do with them? There's 500 hours that need to be filled. That's a typical summer break from school. 500 hours. Well, Try to wrap your mind around that. That's, that is pretty amazing. And we do look at day camps for that reason. My, my daughter is involved in things, fortunately, through her school. So, But it's the same way. You have to do these way ahead of time. And most of the ones she wanted to be in, we locked out of the first year we tried it. But you mentioned not sharing information is this the kind of thing where where you find someone that does your hair really well? I know where you're going you with this. You don't tell anybody yeah. about it want, because you don't um, yes. want the competition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Unfortunately, especially in some of the smaller communities, there might be some really amazing camps. 
and um, people don't say anything about it because there's only so many spots. And then people are literally waiting by their phones or their computers. And as soon as that uh, uh, clock strikes midnight, I mean, websites have been known to, <laughs> to shut down. No way. Yep. And then all the camp positions are uh, taken up within a matter of minutes. And then the wait list. Starts. That's what I was going to ask. Is there a wait list for this? And there is. When, when a child is going to an overnight camp for the first time, and let's okay. say that first night they're starting to get homesick, do you suggest you kind of stick it out, tough it out, and stay there? Or should a parent be ready to come and pick up that child? Which way is best? Um, well, t- to be honest, that is something that should be discussed prior to an overnight camp. Um, because that way people aren't caught off guard. And and I'm talking about uh, the actual camp, the child, and then the parents. And that was one of the things that I would definitely um, ask the director of an overnight camp is, what is the procedure if my child... Because um, I, being a mom, if I would hear my child say, I want to come home... I'd be there in five minutes, but I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I would be there. You you know what? And I think that is something that is on, um, it's kind of personal and it's Mm -hmm. something that you, that you need to discuss for me personally. Um, A camp is supposed to be an amazing experience and I would try to tell my child, honey, you can do it, you know, just kind of stick it out, see how you feel tomorrow. But again, I think that is something that definitely should be discussed because you just, you don't know. And, 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 and as a family, I would sit down, you know, what happens if, you know, this happens? You know, here are some choices. Now, my and, mom, that was back in the day, she would say, if you get worried or you don't like it, write to me. Exactly. <laughs> because she'd know she wouldn't get the letter until you know, like four or five yeah, days later. Yeah, yeah I'll oh, write. That's okay, funny. I right thought home. she didn't want to hear your no. voice. <laughs> and she'd no. be sad. Now, what are the kinds of camps are we talking about? Because I know there are some really cool things out there that maybe parents don't even realize are there. There are so there is so many. There are wilderness camps. Um, the big thing right now are tech camps. Um, there are math camps. There are horseback riding camps, um, adventure camps. Pretty much anything that your kid may be interested in is out there. You just have to start searching, and that's when um, some local small businesses who um, who actually gather information would be a great resource, um, like a place like KidsLinked. Um, they're a great resource for camps. And then you can just go to their website and, you know, they'll have a listing of camps. And then from there, you just start calling around and asking questions, get a brochure, um, you know, do a visit uh, get and get references. And you've done your own research, obviously, with the business that you have, the Junior Explorer Club. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I have. (laughs) And what have you found as you've kind of gone? You've done some video blogging, too. Vlogging, I guess, is the right term for that. You've gone around. What have you found? Um, Well, for me, I'm... (laughs) Because we're in this technical technological age right now, and the kids are so involved, um, you know, with Minecraft and video games, I wanted to find activities out there that um, basically make them smell the roses again, get back to nature, play old school, like climb a tree or go fishing. Uh, yes, we do something called um, having a Huckleberry Finn Day, where we go to a local metro park. 
where there's a stream and we just say, go play. I love that. Is it a video stream? Or <laughs> that everybody would be there. No, we are electronic free. I'm telling you, right thing, 8 o'clock in the morning, I have a bag. And I'm like, put anything that needs wow. to be plugged in in this bag. Awesome. If you need to call mom, I can call her. I later. love that. I do that too. needs to happen more mm-hmm. often in today's yeah. society. It really well, does. I really appreciate that effort. Well, I mean, I have to tell you, it's scary. Uh, last year, I took a group of kids, and they ranged from age kindergarten to fifth grade, uh, different nationalities. We took them to High Banks Metro Park, and there's a beautiful uh, stream there. And the counselors, we got those little uh, chairs. We put our, our feet in the water, and we just said, go play. These kids, and I am not kidding you, they just stood next to us looking at us. Like, what is that? Oh, what do you mean, like, they go play? They didn't know what to do. And That's I go, are terrible. you kidding me? Wow. So my mom, who, who works for me, uh, she goes, let me show you how to skip a stone. And hmm. do you know that these kids, they, that's what they did all day. They skipped stones. They made um, fishing hooks or, um, you know, um, I'm sorry, fishing poles out of, you know, sticks and string. Uh, they swung from vines. I mean, and that's the number one thing that they want to do. But that's so sad to me that they're at that stage of their little lives, and that's the first time that they had the opportunity to do that because they're yeah, so wrapped up in their technology. That's right. So my entire mission now is just finding things for these kids to do outside. The one other question I think, Michelle, that a lot of people have sure. as a parent is um, they want to make sure, most importantly, that their child's safe. Yeah. You yeah. know, you hear so many reports of inappropriate touching and whatever. Yep. They want to make sure that these camp counselors are certified, and that their child is going to be safe. How do you do that? So it's asking questions, and you would be amazed. I've been doing going on uh, three years now running a camp, and you would be amazed of how many people who, when I send them references, don't call. Hmm. Uh, Another thing, um, you want to find out if these uh, counselors are not only state um, background checks, but also federally. Um, you want to know how they're recruited. Are they referred? Are they somebody who knows somebody? Or is this somebody that you put an ad in Craigslist? Um, if they're transporting your kids, you want to find out um, what type of insurance they have. And also, if the drivers have been vetted through your insurance company. We need um, like a checklist for all yeah, of those. those are oh, good yeah, tips. and I do. I, 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 I mean, I, you want to know if they're CPR certified. Are they licensed by the state? What type of accreditation? Wow. And then you mentioned, um, you know, um, about, you know, making sure they're safe um, from sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. You want to ask them, what steps does the camp take to decrease the risk of the um, sexual abuse? You know, is there to so have a very frank conversation? Wow, these about are, it. Yeah, very pointed conversations. That and these questions, have. I mean, you would be amazed. These questions are not asked. And these, I mean, our children are like the most precious thing in the world to us. But, you know, unfortunately, parents are so stressed and they wait too long. And all of a sudden they're in a situation where they might just have to put their kids somewhere. And and with that, let me ask you this question. Given the fact that things are locked out right now for some families, you know, you can't get in. You're on this wait list. You're number 48 on a wait list, Michelle. Yep. How can I choose the best camp for my kids based on their interest right now in May if they don't have access to some of these camps that would have been like a first choice? 
Um, I would start asking people um, for, you know, who have you used? Um, you can still go to your local um, city parks and rec magazine, and there are other camps there. They're going to be, you know, slightly more expensive um, because the camps that are cheaper, those go, those go quicker. Those, I mean, that's why they're gone. Can I ask what range? Is there a way to know that? What parents should expect to pay? Um, well, put it this way. If you are needing the full 10 weeks, that's 500 hours of care, that's 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., and you'll be lucky to find camps that go that long, because most camps, you know, might be half day, um, uh, you're going to pay anywhere from 185 to $250 a week. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's no joke. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you are researching camps, you need to start now for next year so you can start to um, save well, I financially. Think, I think mm. the one thing I got out of this conversation is that I'm going to start my own camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in the wrong industry. <laughs> wow. Well, you've educated us most definitely today. Great information, And other people out there, too. So I just thank you for your time and sharing some of your expertise with us. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime, anytime. Michelle Rapp with Junior Explorer Club. And you can check out her website. Lots of great resources on it. JuniorExplorerClub.com. That is JRExplorerClub.com. You know, all this talk about summer camps, you can't help but wonder, has your child even been to a camp? And so we kind of want to know on our Facebook page, on our MomCast Facebook page, you can answer this question. What camp would you consider sending your child to and how old do you think they have to be to go to a day camp or to <laughs> let them stay the night? Overnight camps. I know mine are 13 and 14. They have never stayed overnight at a camp like that. So answer the question on our Facebook page. We will be very curious uh-huh. what you have to say. So we're going to switch gears a little um, because I want to play part of an interview. Um, One of the things I do other than MomCast is uh, I'm on the radio on Sunday 95 in Columbus, Ohio. And we do a morning show. We got to talk with Brooke Shields. And I want to play some of it for you two ladies because she is wonderful. Um, She's had a couple of children. She's 50 this year, I believe. And she talks about um, how difficult it is getting older, but also your your body and what it goes through, not just getting older, but having kids, the things that you love and you don't love. And I think it's really refreshing to hear a big, beautiful celebrity Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, her insecurities. So I wanted to ask you before we get to that. uh, All right, Mindy, I'll start with you. Um, both of you, by the way, younger than me. So I just want to point that (laughs) out. I'm not that much younger than you. But, um... The pick one thing you love about your post baby body and one thing you, you don't like. I want to be fair. Well, I'll just tell you this. When I was pregnant, I liked having a chest. Yeah. Well, I did yeah. Oh, because I didn't have much of one. Oh, yeah. I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have boobies. I know. I never, <laughs> never <laughs> I had before. those before. What are these? Right. Yeah. But you know so what? That... I'll tell you what. I never really minded being pregnant. You know, I love sports. And my husband and I were on a co-ed softball team. And I was playing softball, eight months pregnant, running down to first base. I looked wow. like a penguin. Tell me you didn't slide into first. I didn't. Okay. You, know, you never slide into first. Well, okay. That, that <laughs> tells Kayla. you how much sports goes on in oh my, my life. One of three girls, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I never really minded being pregnant. <laughs> right? I just, I didn't like the weight gain, obviously. Okay, yeah. It wasn't a big issue for me. So post-baby, though, you know, now your kids are grown. I mean, you're left with what 
Anything you don't like? I guess just a little bit of excess weight. I mean, I work out. I don't know. I don't, I'm just happy with whatever, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Michaela, we already know you had the boobies. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, (laughs) can you imagine? I had more than enough. (laughs) Well, that's the part I would say I disliked. Really? Because now that it is said and done, I've gone through, you know, the whole, well, I mean, my youngest is three and I breastfed for a little while, but now I wish they would go away. And I feel like they did not afterwards. So that's probably the part that I dislike the most. And I feel like between losing that and some of that excess weight after the second has been incredibly hard. And so that's probably what I like the most okay oh, I, wish oh, I, could get, I mean no one's everyone's gonna hear this and say you want to get rid of them you've got to be crazy yeah, no. no you know you there know. are a lot of women that would agree with that i mean we obviously mindy and i don't have this <laughs> <laughs> no. push but, up bras yeah but there are many women that do and so yeah. no, that's legitimate i thought of something okay when you were talking yeah all right i can't jump rope anymore you can't jump rope <sighs> no i know why yeah Oh, same thing that happens that, when you go to a bounce say. house party. Yeah, I'm going to have to get really the pants out <laughs> on those. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. No, yes. We know what you mean. Yeah. A little bit of. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're all gals here. You know, a little leakage. So. <laughs> Come on, girls. Come right. on. I don't like that. I was going like, to say, oh, yeah, quit no, jumping. The fir- probably for me, because I was like a workout freak. I have to admit, even I had my baby late. I was 42. Uh-huh. Um, but I was, I had abs ah. and those went away and they've been really, I mean, my daughter's, my daughter's nine and I, you know, still deal with the baby weight. <laughs> so, I mean, I never got the abs. The ab part of it mm-hmm. has been the hardest part that I miss. I loved having them. I love being pregnant, but obviously you stretch out a bit and sure. you have just a little, I mean, I do anyway, and it's probably age related too, but you just have a little belly there that you know i don't have those flat the flat belly and you're not abs. ripped anymore no no well, and i mean, I don't did you know. have a four pack or a six pack what were I we did. dealing with i did wow we're gonna look up i pictures. mean i was like <laughs> i did and uh, you know she I was, was competing at the arnold no, no, you know what? i honestly i see pictures of me then and i despise her she was annoying. She was annoying. She was annoying. Too oh, you're just jealous. Yes, I'm jealous of See? me. I'm just jealous, jealous of the me. I mean, it's like, really? Did you really need to wear that little crop top? Because that's ridiculous. Oh, that's so funny. So those well, are I want to hear what Brooke says. Yes, because I think you'll find this very refreshing. And we have to give you a nod for Rita Glossner, because that is... She is a hysterical character. And the fact that you, you're so beautiful, and you're playing this just... Trashy, trashy character is hilarious. Thank you. She's disturbing to play, actually. (laughs) It's weird. Like, it's such a, it's so like, you know, they're like, well, can we show that you have a muffin top? I'm like, the worst part about that sentence is I do have one. Yes, you can show it, but oh my God. (laughs) You know, there is a, there is a sort of secret pleasure in just, going as far as I can with her. Well, and I have to tell you, there is a secret pleasure for me in the fact that the beautiful Brooke Shields says she has a muffin top. So <laughs> that makes me feel <laughs> okay. better. You know, I don't think you get to 50. And it's so funny. My husband and I are working on something and all the executives were sitting around the table and my husband had to pitch from a different angle as a, produ- as a different producer. And he, he called me. He's like, babe, I, I think I just threw you under the bus. I said, why? He was like, well, none of the executives believed that, that you had anything, you know, with your body that would not, like, look good on screen. I'm like, 
What's he saying? He said, oh, oh trust me, trust me. You'll be, she'll be fine in that role. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we hide those things as much as we can, you know. We buy, you know, buy the right clothes or shade the right things or, you know. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not 26. Like, I get it. Yeah, no, we aren't either, so we get it, too. (laughs) You have to embrace it, otherwise you'll feel less than. You know, we're just an element of this mom cast, but the most important part is you, the listener, so we want to hear from you, moms. So tell us about your body. What did you like after you had a baby? And what really did you not like? What did you miss after having a baby? Find us on Facebook. Just search MomCast. And we're going to wrap up this episode of the MomCast. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the show. It's on iTunes. You can look us up, leave a review, and let us know how we're doing. Yeah, we need you to survive, that's for sure. (laughs) And coming up next week, we're going to talk to a local mom who lost a child. He was 14 years old. But what she's doing to keep his memory alive and still making such a difference in his name. And on the lighter side of things, how would you like to be 50 years old and all of a sudden... You go out on a limb and try something you've never done before. She's a country singer, and she's doing great. We're going to hear her story, too. For Mindy, Stacy, and Michaela, take care, and we'll talk to you next time.